0: Welcome to the Four Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Ivy Lassiter, and I'm so glad you're here. Pop in your earbuds and multitask while we talk about all the parenting stuff, lessons learned, funny stories, and practical wisdom from normal people who've been there. Let's get started. On today's episode, I'm sharing a story about my mom's mom, who I called J-Mama. J-Mama had curly, dark brown hair, olive skin, and an Alabama accent, She was the type of person who lived simply, remained content. I never saw her stressed or in a hurry. She gave lots of time, resources, and energy to her church. She kept up with this bread starter and made the best sourdough bread, and I still crave it to this day. I watched her look out for, show up for, and love those that were struggling. Now, this is a story for another day, but one time my sister and I went with her to take a meal to this mom living in an RV with her five or six kids. We later, like years and years later, found out that we took that meal over there because the father of those kids had recently been put in jail. When I think about Jesus's demeanor and his explanation that we you know, have to have this childlike faith in order to follow him, I just think about J-Mama. And I guess it's important for you also to know this. Um, She had her thyroid removed when she was a child. She had brain cancer when she was a teenager. Her husband unexpectedly died when she was in her early 30s, leaving her to raise my mom and uncle as a single mom. In her 50s, she fought breast cancer. At some point in her adult life, her mom, so my great-grandmother, passed away from cancer and her dad my great-grandfather passed away from a terrible disease called Alzheimer's. And finally, when she was in her 70s, she passed away from battling leukemia. And I share all of those sad details because the Bible has several passages that promise us that we're going to face struggles. Yet those struggles can lead us towards a life that looks more like Jesus's life. And that was definitely true of J-Mama. And so this memory of her comes from, I'm pretty sure I was probably four. I was in preschool. And J Mama came to stay with us for a week or so. And it was always fun, you know, when she came and spent the week with us. I always loved watching her car pull down our street. But this very distinct memory I have of one of her visits to our house was when I was in preschool and she lost something. And I don't even remember what she lost. It may have been her wedding ring. I don't know. I just remember it was something that meant a lot to her. We were playing together when she realized it, and she sort of panicked, but then she stopped and said, Ivy, can you help me look for it? But before we start looking, we're just going to stop and pray about this. Now, I remember this moment so vividly. I remember how the two of us were sitting on the floor and what the carpet feels like on my legs. I remember exactly where we were in my house. I remember her face when she was praying. I remember the words she spoke to God. What's weird is I don't remember if we ever found the lost item. But that moment sticks out to me because it was my first experience Of someone showing me that we can pray about that kind of thing. Like we can pray in a normal occurrence of losing something in our day. Now, I had been taught we could pray. Like I I prayed at the dinner table, I prayed at church. But I don't think I realized until that moment that we can pray about daily little things. We can ask God to help us find something. We can pray about little things. It doesn't have to be big, monumental things. And prayer is more than just sitting at a dinner table and saying, thank you for this food. Prayer is more than just laying in your bed at night and saying, thank you for this day. That truly, when you read the Bible and it says, pray continuously, pray about all things, that there's a way to actually do that. And I just remember in my preschool mind watching J-Mama and going, whoa. Okay, so a year or so later, I think I was about in kindergarten or or maybe first grade. I was wearing this little ring that my dad gave me as a, you're starting kindergarten gift. And I went to play outside and my mom said, Hey Ivy, you may want to take your ring off because if you lose it out there, you'll never find it in those leaves. So if you've ever been to my dad's house in the fall, it's like crazy leaves, lots and lots of leaves. So my mom was giving me good advice. I ran outside, not heeding her advice. And sure enough, guess what happened? I lost my ring somewhere in the thousands and thousands of leaves outside. I ran inside and told my mom and she said, I'll help you look, but it's going to be really hard to find. So we went out there and she helped me look for a little bit, but she gave up knowing she's never going to find it. I kept looking and looking and looking, and because I had seen J-Mama do this, I started praying and praying and praying. Now, much to my mom's surprise, I ran inside with this huge smile on my face, tears in my eyes, and I showed her the ring. I had found that ring, but my persistence came because I kept talking to God. During the process. And I knew how to do that because I had seen J Mama do it. Now, that's like a kind of an infamous Ivy story. It's been told lots and lots of times. It was even told at my rehearsal dinner for my wedding. It's just one of those funny stories about me finding something. Okay, now fast forward about 25 years. So I'm a mom, and my sister Kendall is a mom to a toddler and a brand new baby. And she calls me, and she's hysterical. She tells me she can't find her wedding ring and another ring that our great Aunt Libby had given her, and we adored Aunt Libby. So Kendall was reasonably upset. She told me she hadn't seen it for a few days, and she just thought it was on this ring stand in her room. She asked if I could come over and help her find it, and she called me because of that last story and my finding skills. So I loaded my boys up, and we go over, and I start searching the house. I mean... Searching that house. We scour the house. It's got a, like, it's like two hours of going through every single trash can, the big one outside, (laughs) even. We emptied her vacuum cleaner. We looked through every drawer. I looked through pockets of her clothes. We looked under every piece of furniture. We looked in the cushions in our couch. We looked everywhere and we couldn't find it. And my sister was so upset and so frustrated and I get it. And just after a couple hours, I was like, okay. And Kendall and I sit down and I was like, listen, I've got to go home. I got to take my boys home. I can't look anymore. So at this point, we just need to set our emotions aside and logically think about what our choices are. You can see if it turns up in time and wait, wait it out. You can go buy a cheap wedding ring and, and so then, you know, People will know you're married. Um, You can ask Josh, her husband, to dip into the savings and just buy you a new one. I mean, it's a thing, Kendall. It's going to be okay. Now, it wasn't a fun conversation, and I, I don't think it really made her feel much better, but that's how it went. I mean, and so I start loading the boys in the car to go home, and as I am clipping Harris's car seat, my mind jumps back. To that memory with J mama. <laughs> and as I walk back in the house, I say out loud, <laughs> I said this out loud. I said, God, if you want me to find that ring, just show me where to look. Just show me where to look. And I walked into the kitchen and my eyes are drawn towards my niece's dress up purse laying on that kitchen counter right next to the trash I had just dumped out and gone completely through. So I grabbed that purse, I opened it up, and inside were Kendall's two rings. (laughs) I yell, Kendall! And run towards her, holding the purse open, and we both start crying. Now, hear me, please. The point of this story is, is not, belie- it's not to say that, hey, when you pray about things, God answers them a second later. That, that just isn't always the way God works. But my hope in telling you this story is to encourage you that, you know, that little moment that I had with J-Mama, J-Mama probably wouldn't remember that if she was alive for me to ask her today, that little moment to her planted a truth inside of me that just won't go away. And my five-year-old self practiced it the first round of finding a missing ring. But somewhere between five and 30 years old, I resorted to using my logic and my own will to see if I could make things happen. And there I was at 30 years old being brought back to one of my vivid childhood moments. And that led me to seek God. And parents, you and I are giving our kids little truths along the way. And we have no idea when they will bubble up and be something extraordinarily life-giving to our children. Thanks for joining us. If you have any questions or just want more tips for parents, let me know at ilassiter at fbrichardson.org. I'd love to talk with you. See you next time on the Four Parents Podcast.